I'm seated with interpreter and guide Bob Hughes at Monticello. And Monticello is? Little Mountain in Italian, the home of Thomas Jefferson, third president of the United States. You're a retired uh, attorney at law. Is this, are you for hire here? Do you donate your services here? I'm a paid uh, guide. We, they pay us vast amounts of money to do this <laughs> wonderful job at Monticello. So have you always had an affection for history? I did. I, one, at one time I thought I might be an historian. All right, so for those that are not aware about the contribution that Thomas Jefferson made to the uh, foundation of these United States, most will know that he, of course, wrote the Declaration of Independence. That's correct. And Jefferson, you want to think about Jefferson, I always think of him in, in terms of three things, political freedom, religious freedom, and intellectual freedom. In many ways, he set the example for the nation with the Declaration of Independence about political freedom, with the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom, about religious freedom, and of course with the University of Virginia, which is all about the unlimitable stretch of the mind. Now, Bob, Bob Hughes, you've been here for what? Yeah, you've been here for about eleven years. What did you do to study to know the history so you could be a a guide here? Well, I had the basics, which I learned in school, of course. And Monticello does a wonderful job when they hire guides. Um, in the beginning, they do this huge uh, information dump and help you put together um, a, a tour that will be um, efficient and within the 40-minute time limit and filled with information, interesting and maybe even humorous for the, the folks who come to visit Monticello. And thereafter, it's up to you to create your own tour. Any tour, time you go on a tour at Monticello, all the guides have their own script. They all do um, a different take almost every time. So you could come multiple times and learn different things. Exactly right. Okay, let's talk about Thomas Jefferson, highly regarded uh, by his peers and, of course, stepped into history writing the Declaration of Independence, the third president of the United States of America. Uh, What's one of your favorite stories of Thomas Jefferson here at Monticello? I guess um, my st- I'm most interested, I think, uh, in Thomas Jefferson and his interaction with the enslaved people at Monticello. After all, the man who wrote the Declaration of Independence, uh, all about human freedom and human equality, owned more than 600 human beings in his lifetime and only freed seven. That sounds rather hypocritical in some ways. Well, Jefferson never called himself a hypocrite, but I'm sure he recognized the differences because as a young man, he was saying slavery is an abomination in the eyes of God. If we don't stop it, it will destroy us. However, the older Jefferson gets, the more dependent on slavery he becomes, the more silent about its evils he becomes. After 1785, for example, Jefferson never makes another public anti-slavery statement. Really? And he lived a long life thereafter. And to say that when he was young, that God, he quoted God or speaking for God, yet later on in life, do you think his intellect became his God? I don't think so. I think Thomas Jefferson was a believer. He was probably a deist. He thought there was a deity that had created the world, uh, but then kind of left alone thereafter. Please tell us the famous story of John F. Kennedy at the White House with the Nobel Prize winners. Yeah, Kennedy had a a dinner at the White House for maybe a hundred Nobel Prize winners. And he told the group that never before in the history of the White House had there been such a gathering of intellect, except for those times when Thomas Jefferson dined alone. Wow, that says a whole lot about his thoughts of Thomas Jefferson. Why do you think he felt that way? 
because there's lots of evidence to prove that Jefferson was probably the most intellectual of all the American presidents. Yeah, well, expound on that. Well, he creates a university. I can't think of another uh, president who actually did that. In fact, in, in during Jefferson's term as president, another college was created in the United States, which happens to be West Point, the United States Military Academy. So he should really get credit for two. Now, we know that Walt Disney went bankrupt before he was successful. Uh, we also know that Audubon was in debtor's prison for eight years prior to coming to the United States. And we know that people... Uh, cast aspersions of people going into debt or becoming bankrupt, and yet Jefferson himself was bankrupt at the end. Yes, he was, like most of the Virginia planters. Um, it all depended on the market, and you'll remember that at the end of the American Revolution, the Americans have to get a treaty with England to actually end that war. One thing they have to agree to, one thing they have to agree to is that the Americans will pay the debts they own to the English. So, after that agreement was made, Jefferson's debt grows even more enormous because for eight years of the period of the war, interest had accrued on those loans. And it wasn't just Jefferson. All the planters suffered from that agreement as a result. Yeah, there was no retirement at that time for being president of the United States, right? Harry Truman was the first American president to get a pension. Give us an idea of a day in the life of Jefferson here at Monticello. Jefferson rose early, um, usually rode in the morning after breakfast. He would write for several hours, and he called it constant drudgery to have to do that all the time in retirement. Then he'd typically get on his horse and ride the grounds of the plantation, checking on the, the, the fields, um, how are all the crops doing. He's interacting with the enslaved people and the, and the white overseers until late in the afternoon. And, of course, he'd also check the weather a couple of times by then until returning uh, in the evening for uh, meals with the family. And um, what would Jefferson want to be remembered for? I think Jefferson would most want to be remembered for was his, his political and intellectual legacy in America. He uh, creates the University of Virginia, which is still today one of the leading institutions of higher education in America. And he really sets America on a path to become the nation it is today. Now, at his gravesite, you said there's the only the only thing it mentions at his gravesite is the right. Declaration, or well, the Declaration is one of the three things that he made sure were placed on his tombstone. There's no mention on his gravesite about any of the political offices he held. He wanted to be remembered as the author of the American Declaration of Independence, father of the University of Virginia, and author of the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom. Political freedom, religious freedom, and intellectual freedom, in my opinion, pretty much sum up Thomas Jefferson. Bob Hughes, uh, do you find this rewarding being a guide here at Monticello? Oh, it's a great job. I love it. The people who work here, um, this constant intellectual stimulation. Um, guides are, for example, required to do an additional 14 hours of training every year. But every time you walk in the house, you're learning stuff uh, from your colleagues who are guides, from the bosses who are well-established historians, and also from the public. Almost every day I pick up something that I heard from a visitor and check it out and maybe even use it on my next tour. Well, I wonder if a future president has graced these grounds. I wonder if she has walked here. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Bob Hughes, thank you very much for talking with us today. My pleasure. Nice to spend some time with you. This is the mayor of the airwaves. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. It's not over yet.